Good evening, everyone. A um, <clears throat> couple of announcements. Uh, I want to thank everybody who pre-ordered my book. Uh, but also, oh my God, you jerks, because you pre-ordered my book so much, um, my editor emailed me and asked me for a sequel and wanted to know when I was going to, so she could make a spot for me on um, her schedule. So thank you and fuck you. I don't mean that. I mean that. It's great. It's great that you guys are pre-ordering and all that jazz. And I was, I'm in the top 100 on Amazon and I'm still a pre-order, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm super excited. If you've got an Echo, all I can do is suggest that you reboot. I have literally no control over the quality sound of the broadcast. I uh, Also, in other news, I'd like to thank everybody who donated this week because um, you guys have helped me pay my bandwidth bill, my hosting package, through the end of the year, and that's super awesome. So as long as November isn't like um, nuclear... <laughs> We should be okay on the bandwidth front, and um, we'll see how it goes. I uh, I have one other thing I wanted to say. Oh, short format. I'm really enjoying the almost daily short format, if I could actually get into the habit of doing the almost daily short format. And because of us moving into October and I'm plotting for my November project, and because I've been asked to write a sequel for Fall for You, I will be like not doing the two-hour shows for like the next couple of months. It might be permanent. I don't know. Um, I really like doing the podcast, but it takes a lot out of me on Friday nights, and I'm usually exhausted on Saturday when I get up in the morning. And then I can't, I don't really write well because, you know, Saturday is my big writing day these days because I have to fill my week up with lots of other stuff and sick relatives and, you know, my mom drives me crazy and just, you know, stuff like that. So Saturday's been my writing day for the past year. But if I'm staying up to the middle of the night and then I'm getting up early to do brunch with my husband and then go with my mom, it's just the the writing has kind of slowed down. And I, I kind of pinpointed to think that it's probably that long radio show I'm doing on Friday nights. So if I go back to a two-hour format in the future, it will probably be on Sundays versus on Fridays because that was just killing me. I mean, it was killing me. Or I might do a late show on Saturday, like maybe 11 to, you know, 11 to something. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm going to be doing the short format for a while and see how that works out. And I'm really enjoying these short topic shows anyway. And I actually had a topic picked out, but then Lady Holder picked on me um, on Facebook. And so I decided to confess my issues with my cell phone and that's tonight's show because lady holder picked on me uh, do you feel bad lady holder i know she doesn't she's probably over there in her office right now howling with laughter okay so here's the thing i have had a cell phone i've had the same cell phone number since 1997 maybe 96 <coughs> and um so I've had a cell phone for a very long time, and you would think I would be capable of maintaining my cell phone and keeping track of it and making sure it's plugged in and making sure it's charged and taking it with me wherever I go because I've had it for so long, right? You'd be wrong. And I don't know if I have some kind of like psychological deep-seated resentment of my cell phone or what, but it's currently dead. It's been dead for two days. Uh, is it, 
And when she told me that on Facebook, when she poked me about my cell phone being dead, I was like, yep, it sure is dead. I actually have gone through two carriers, but what happened is, is it's not my fault. I was with one carrier, and the other carrier brought bought my carrier out. So I ended up switching carriers, but not of my own volition. But I am a... Um, I'm an inherited customer, so I get all kinds of perks due to that sale that I wouldn't get if I was a new customer with the cell company that I'm currently with. I um, I have a very low plan. Um, I have unlimited data, uh, and that was before you know smartphones were really a thing. And so it's just it's it's a really good deal. It's a really good deal. Um, so no, I. I don't charge my cell phone unless I need it. Like, if I need a phone number that's only on my cell phone and my cell phone's dead, I'll plug it in and charge it. But what, or unless Lady Holder nags me, yeah, absolutely. Or if I'm going to go somewhere and my husband says, do you have your phone? And I'll be like, yes. And he goes, is it charged? And that's always a question that gets asked because nine times out of ten, it isn't charged and so i'll be charging it in the car and then w- w- when i get wherever i have to go it won't have enough battery f- to do anything so i'll have to leave it turned off or and i can't leave it in the car because you know what happens in the car if you have your cell phone um plugged into the car to charge it won't charge unless your car's turned on did you know that I know that from experience. And so practically everywhere I go, the owners of these establishments um, know my terribleness. And so um, they, oh, charge your phone here. Char-. And like, oh, If I go into the nail salon, when I sit down, the, the lady who does my nails, the first thing she does is hold out her hand for my phone charger so she can plug it in so my phone can charge while I'm sitting there getting my nails done because she knows my phone is going to be dead. When I leave my phone, see, I have a house line. I have a landline, which I know is like becoming like a um, endangered species. Um, uh, but my car doesn't allow me to charge my phone without the car being on. I just and I'm not even like if you turn the keys so that you have lights or radio, even then it won't charge. I have to have my engine turned on for it to charge. And my car is brand new. It's annoying shit. Anyways. Um. Here's the thing. Uh, I am firmly, and here's another thing about me that's terrible, and I'm going to confess this because absolutely none of my family listens to my show. Um, even if my phone is charged, I will send shit to voicemail like my phone is dead if I don't want to talk to you. I'm an extroverted person. I'm a very social person. I like to talk to people. I like to engage people. I don't particularly enjoy being on the phone unless I call you. And then when I'm finished talking to you, I want to end the conversation. And since I have my phone, my cell phone, I feel kind of like I can't go anywhere for privacy. So I will turn my phone off and pretend that it's dead, like if I go to the library or if I go to the bookstore. And sometimes I find them in the coffee shop. That doesn't work because when I go to the coffee shop, bitches will call the coffee shop. Yeah, is she in there? Can you tell her to turn her fucking phone on or charge her phone? That happens all the time. Okay, so anyways, um, 
I don't charge my phone. And I, I, um, I'm also, I'm really of the belief that my phone is for me, for me to call other people. And that is, and that's the same thing for my landline. I, if I don't want to talk to you, I just want to answer the phone. And I don't care who you are. I do this to my mother. Because my phone is for me. It's not for you. It's for me to call people that I want to speak with, not for people to call me and bother me when I'm writing. Which is nine times out of ten the reason I don't answer the phone. I'm writing, and you're going to mess up my groove, and you're going to fuck up my shit. You're going to totally cock block me, and then I won't be able to write. And then it just makes me mad. And there's enough coffee on the planet to make me feel better about you cock blocking me when I'm trying to write. I mean you, I mean like the planet. I don't mean anybody in particular. I'm trying to think if I've ever like ignored Lady Holder when she calls, and I don't think I have. Um, normally, because see, that's the thing about you know an, another writer calling you. I could pick up the phone with her and say, "Hey, I'm writing. Can we talk later?" And she would be totally okay with that. But if you get a non-writer on the phone and you do that to them, they act like you have stabbed them in the head. They act like you've done the worst possible thing to them. That you've totally dissed them and treated them like shit and um, devalued your friendship and devalued your relationship to the point where they don't ever want to call your house again, which actually is sometimes a win. I'm just saying, sometimes that's a win. I've got relatives to this day who, who who I did that to who don't call my house. I appreciate that. I appreciate their discretion or their fury, whatever. I don't give a shit. Now, there's a lot of crap on my phone that I need. So if I need it, I'll plug it in, turn it on, get my shit. And um, sometimes I'll turn it right back off. With the um, And if somebody asks me about it, I said, well, you know, your phone will charge faster if it's turned off. And this is true. Your phone will charge twice as fast, sometimes three times faster, if it's turned off. Of course, you could also do that with airplane mode. But, whatever. Um... It's a leash. It's an electronic leash. And I actually once um, left my cell phone at home and got a barrage of um, text messages that I actually I put on my live journal um, from my mom and from my cousin. And, you know, because if you leave your cell phone um, at home, everybody in creation tries to call you. You take it with you and no one bothers you. Not always the case with me, but you know what I mean. It's like if you accidentally, not even on purpose, leave it at home, that's when everybody in your life wants to call you and talk to you whether you want to or not. I have done that. I'm writing now to Lady Holder, and because she's a writer, she totally gets it. But when you do that to a non-writer, they act like the world's come to an end. So if it's a non-writer calling me, I won't fucking answer the phone. That's why I've got voicemail on my house and on my cell phone. Voicemail. That's what it's there for. Leave me a message or a call back later. And and my philosophy about phones and about cell phones pisses most of my family off. And um, I'm not even, I don't care. Like if I get a text message and I'm doing something, I won't even look at it till I'm done doing whatever I'm doing. I don't care. Ask me to care. I 
it's not going to happen. I don't care. Myself, um... Can you know, there's just no reason to let your cell phone stress you out to be this this leash that kind of you know tangles you up and makes it difficult for you to do the things that you want to do or it's like you have to validate not talking to somebody and that's the one thing about your about cell phone usage and mobile phones that's really kind of ruined and I don't even talk about people who use their phones instead of actually talking to the person in front of them at dinner and I'm not talking about that kind of crap or social interaction. I'm talking about the lack of the ability to move around your space and be happy and be content and not have to worry about somebody getting offended if they can't get a hold of you. It's it's really annoying. For about a year, I had this terrible outgoing message on my cell phone, and it went something like this. Hi, you've reached Kara. I didn't really use that name on my cell phone. Just, yeah, okay. You got me, right? We're seeing eye to eye. This is Kara. I'm not available, or I'm busy, or really, I don't want to talk to you. So why don't you leave a message, and when I feel like speaking with you, I'll call you back. My mom tolerated that for about a year before she started leaving really profane messages on my cell phone, and um, I changed my voicemail. I'm just saying. My house phone is even more inhospitable. It's like, you've reached phone number. We're not available right now, or we don't want to talk to you, so leave a message. But I changed that one, too. But, you know, so, yeah, there was, like, that whole time there when I had that really hostile message. And it must have been, like, five, maybe six years ago. I don't know. But it didn't do – but people didn't appreciate my honesty. I don't like being constantly available. Arlena says I I am not constantly available. And I think that's what the cell phone culture has done. Um, it, it makes you uh, – constantly available and when you're not like that people get pissed off like why didn't you answer your phone well why the fuck did you call me while I was asleep that's why I didn't answer the phone because I was asleep and because I sleep whenever I fucking feel like it versus when people who don't work a third shift sleep I I get shit for it but what that's my business that's not my business but my own, right? You know, when I go to sleep and when I get up, that's my business. I um, Sometimes leaving my phone at home is like the biggest, biggest relief. And sometimes leaving my phone at home makes me really super nervous. And there is no in-between. And I don't even know um, where the nervousness comes from. Uh, you know, it's maybe having old relatives. I don't know. <coughs> so, I... I don't like being constantly available, so I plug my phone in, and um, I'm charging it, and there are four text messages, eight voicemails, do you hear it, um, oh, I take that back, there are, <laughs> there are six text messages, they they keep coming in, um, oh, and ten voicemails, whatever, um, <laughs> the worst part is is that I have um uh my voicemail has a uh, transcription so I'll um read through my voicemails and delete 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 and not even call people back because um 
nine times out of ten, they didn't really need anything anyway. Because if they did, they'd have kept calling or, or they'd have called my house. Because it isn't like my house doesn't have a phone. I have a phone in my house. So if these people really wanted to talk to me, they would have called my house. They don't. Or either they're too lazy to look up the number for my house and it's not in their cell phone. Or like they're like my sister who prefers to text. My sister prefers to text. She hardly ever actually answers her phone. If you call her, she will immediately text back and ask you what you want. So in response to that, for like a year, every time she would do that to me, I would send her back a picture of something. And then she would call me and go, what the hell is this? Oh, look, I'm glad you called because, and then I would have the conversation. But then she caught on to what I was doing. And so, and then she started sending pictures back, and then they were really terrible pictures because she's my sister and we came out of the same womb and it's obvious it happens her resting bitch face is very similar to my own so you know Lady Hull says one of these texts might be from her let me see oh look Walgreens is having a sale Papa Murphy's is having, oh, I got a coupon for a free pizza. To go over there and get that shit tomorrow. Oh, Earth Bear is having a sale on organic gala apples. I don't like those apples. Nothing from Lady Holder. My Aunt Busybody wants me to come over. Oh, that was two days ago. Surely Stan already did that for her. Okay, so see, that's the thing. That's... (laughs) I just don't charge my cell phone. And I, I there I realize that I have some kind of psychological issue attached to my cell phone. I just don't wish to address it. I don't care if it pisses people off because I pay for it. And the last time my mother complained about my cell phone and me not picking it up, I was like, okay. And so the next time the bill came in, I handed her the bill. And she's like, what this? I said, that's that's my cell phone bill. If you expect me to be at your beck and call through my cell phone and answer my cell phone every single time you call, you can pay the bill. She has not complained about my not answering my cell phone since. It worked. Now, that's the thing. I pay for it. So it's there for my convenience and not anybody else's. When somebody asks for me, you know, asks for my phone number, I always give them my home, and I rarely ever give anybody my cell um, because then they'll be calling me when I'm out doing shit and I won't talk to them. Or I went in my stupid car that hooks my phone up to my stupid car, and then my whole fucking car talks to me. Incoming call. No. No, and I have to push the button to make it stop, and then the person's like got their voice all in my car. I can't even be alone in my car. It's... Oh, God. But if I want to talk to you, I call... Hey, I did call Lady Holder in my car. In fact, she was the first person I called in my car, and um, I'm pretty sure... She was the first person that I called in my car, and um, I uh, didn't know what to um, 
I don't actually know my cell phone number either. When I when I have to write it down, I have to look on my phone because I don't remember it on purpose because I don't want to give it to anybody. That's just the way I work. That's just yeah. Um, I no. I don't appreciate it. So cell phones and electronic leashes. And um, I remember when my mom, she had a voice pager in the 80s. And me and my sister would call her and ask her to bring stuff home for us on the pager. And she would get so irritated with us because we would do it all day, especially during the summer when we were home. Can you bring home? Can you bring home? And then eventually she would call and get a list. Because you could only do a short message on those voice pages, right? You couldn't do a long, big thing on um, the voice pager. So you had to list your little things one at a time. And she would get mad, and then she would call the house and demand the list in full and ruin our and, and ruin our fun times. But so, yeah. The, the invention of the cell phone is both amazing and tragic because, it, yes, you are more connected to the world than you've ever been before. You are the most connected human being ever you and me and everybody else around you with smartphones you can you know look up shit you know a modern smartphone could run the fucking space shuttle because the space shuttle hasn't been updated since the 70s or maybe the early 80s um but that's right your smartphone's actually more complicated and more robust and more capable um as a computer than the computer that runs the fucking space shuttle that doesn't make it okay it doesn't make it okay <laughs> it's just you know you just can't and when you do disconnect people act you know like you're crazy they act like you're fucking insane and um Why'd you leave your phone at home? What is wrong with you? Even in the chat room, there are people all over the state. Oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't leave my phone at home. I couldn't turn my phone off. I couldn't do that. What would I do? Oh, my God. You'd be okay. Really. You would totally be okay. You read porn in the bathroom. I can't tell you how many people have told me over the years. Like, if used to, sometimes I would update during a work day. I try not to do that anymore because people lose their mind. But it's work day for somebody everywhere on the planet, right? I, I have no way. Um, and people who would tell me they got the update in the middle of the work day, and they would cart their ass to the bathroom with their cell phone to read what I posted on my website. I'm like, bitches, come on now. Don't be crazy and deranged. But, yeah, my cell phone, um, just, no. I just, me and my, me and my cell phone are are not the best of friends, and we'll leave it at that. And, um, so... If you have a topic you'd like me to discuss, to discuss uh, feel free to leave me and ask me anything. I've, I've got some stuff I haven't done yet on the list, so but um, I don't do them in order, just by what inspires me when when I look through it and ask questions. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about um, descriptive narrative, because that's a question on there that I thought was really interesting. And um, 
Also, we're going to, uh, leading up into tomorrow, opens Rough Trade. Tomorrow, we will be doing the uh, start start sign-ups for Rough Trade. Um, I'll probably post it mid-afternoon. Give me time. Um, don't freak out if it's not there immediately. or it, it could happen tonight. It just depends on when I go to bed and when the caffeine wears off. <clears throat> Um, and so um, I'll be posting some articles on um, writing in a single POV and how to and tips and tricks for doing that, um, just uh, to keep you on track during November. And so remember, when you sign up, you must have your title, your fandom if you've got one that is not negotiable. And also, if you're gonna do a 50k project. That's cool. You only do one listing. If you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do two 25k projects, do them as separate listings and list them. Um, put 25k. Like do your title, your fandom, 25k. That way I'll know you um, that you will have two listings. Okay. So if, if you're doing one listing, just do your title, fandom, or original, or and 50k. Question. For RT, can we do two stories in the same fandom if they aren't connected? In that your second story isn't a sequel to your first? Yes. But if your first story is a sequel to your second, you're just cheating so that you don't have to write in the same POV for 50K. And that's, um, I don't expect everybody to um, be able to do it. But I would like you to be genuine about your intentions. So if you're um, – don't try to pass off your two stories for your 25K each um, as not being a continuation of the first story and not being a sequel uh, if you're doing that. I just expect you to be honest. Um, but if – you can't tell a complete story in one POV at 25k, and you do a part two in a different POV. You're cheating. It's a, you're essentially cheating on the challenge. And this is an honor system, and I'm not going to be going behind you and reading all that stuff. Um, but if you can't meet the challenge, don't even bother trying. I mean, that's just you know, um, that's basically what it is. But no, I mean, if you're doing a, a, the same fandom, you're doing the same pairing, and you do res the same POV, I think that's kind of boring. I, that's just me as a writer. If if I was going to do two stories in November, um, I would want to give myself a break. The whole point behind the two story. Um, suggestion is that a lot of people are going to have a hard time staying in one point of view for 50k so we're kind of working them their way into the idea of, of using a single character pov for 50k um but if you're going to do two stories in the same fandom from the same pov at 25k then you're not getting that break from the pov that the whole point behind the two stories would be. I 
personally, if, if I was going to do two 25Ks, I would probably do them in different fandoms. That way I could give my brain a break from that character. Because I think you're really going to need it if you're one of those people who's used to doing third-person limited with multiple points of view. 25K in one character point of view is going to be very difficult for you. So you don't want to... Um, Force yourself into a second story doing the same thing and not give yourself that break that's kind of built in with that 225K um, option. That's just me. Um, but, yes, that would be fine as long as they're not a sequel of each other. Um, but, again, I don't know if that's going to give you the kind of break you need intellectually on the PLZ front. We're down to a minute. And... Um, if you have any art for Retrade questions specifically, take your booty over to um, uh, ask me anything and write them all down, and we'll discuss them tomorrow. Uh, have a good evening. Fucking mouse. There we go. Click it, click it. Okay. Okay.